Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I am your host, Janet Denton-Howes, and it's an absolute delight to have you here. I'm a marriage and intimacy educator, as well as a creator of the Wanting It More program, which has helped thousands of women who are married to men want and enjoy it more in the bedroom. You know, having low desire was something that I personally struggled with for years in my marriage, so I absolutely get it all. You are not alone. Just a heads up, I use all the words in this podcast, so if you've got little ears around or you're in public setting, you may want to pop in some earbuds. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Wanting It More podcast. I'm Jana, and today we have Melissa here. She's our WIM community coordinator. WIM is short for Wanting It More, my program. And we're going to have a casual conversation about something we are learning about this round of Wanting It More, which is working with men. For the first time, in the six, seven years that I've been running Wanting It More, we are having consistent support calls for the husbands of the women who are in the program. And we are learning so much. We have only had four calls with them so far, but we thought it would be nice to pause here in the middle and do a little bit of reflection and share with you what we are learning in hopes that it will help you understand your husband a bit better. So welcome to the podcast, Melissa. Thanks for having me back. Oh, it's always such a joy. Um, I wish I knew what episode we did before, but uh, I don't have them in front of me. But Melissa has been here a couple of times. Um, Yeah, so I thought maybe we could start right off the bat, Melissa, with sharing a little bit of what we know in terms of what men typically struggle to understand when it comes to their wives not wanting and or enjoying sex very much with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do they not understand? Everything. <laughs> wow. That this is a deep question. It is. Um, yeah. Coming in before, before doing whim, I feel like the biggest thing they struggle with overall would be the messages that they're hearing all the time. I mean, it's, it's a ongoing thing that women, you know, especially in long-term relationships or marriage aren't having sex. And so it's just this big problem that the women have. Mm -hmm. And so not understanding that there can be so many different um, factors for reasons as to why. And so, especially, I mean, our, even our medical system saying low libido and checking people's levels and all of that just leads us more and more to believe that there is an issue with the women. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's hard to even think outside of that box when you're being fed that information. So it makes sense why they would struggle There's definitely not a lot of education out there telling them that it could be something else than a problem with their wife's body, basically (laughs) something with their mind or their body must be messed up and something that we can actually fix, like give her a pill and she's going to get better. And we also hear from men who do feel like it's about her not wanting them as well. Mm -hmm. So maybe that there isn't love there or there isn't attraction there, but uh, we have heard from men who say like, isn't this something to do with me, not my actions that are causing her to not want to have sex with me, but how she feels about me. 
I feel mm-hmm. like I'm often telling men, this isn't about you. There's more cultural factors that are at play here. It's also not about her body being broken or her being broken. Um, but yeah, do you have anything to share about that? Yeah, I think it's equally as confusing for the women because um, I remember in my situation thinking, I love my husband. And if I'm going to have sex with anybody, I want it to be my husband. <laughs> like, <laughs> if they're going to be doing that, he's who I want. But why am I not feeling the desire? So yeah, the husbands definitely are feeling that you must not want me. And it's almost like beating your head against the wall as a woman. Cause you're like, okay, I don't know. I don't know how to fix this. Like I, I want you, I know intellectually I'm choosing you. I want you. I love you. You're who I want. But this feeling that I supposed to be happening, supposed to be happening in my body is just not happening. And then you just cycle around and around in that same circle Mm -hmm. of just feeling more and more confused and broken. And yeah, I I think men and women, I feel like are all thinking the same thing. (laughs) Like we're all just confused um, about, yeah. Like the only education we're receiving is from uh, sex scenes on TV. And that is a story that, that is perpetuated that if you are attracted to each other and you, you want each other, then you're going to want sex with each other. Mm -hmm. And otherwise there must be something broken, whether it's how you feel about your partner or if it's with your body. Yeah. I was thinking too, like, um, some relationships, the women may have had desire in the beginning. So it's um, confusing to those men too, because you did want me at some time, at some point you showed me like it was happening and now it's not. So, I mean, that for me, that was my situation. Well, what's happened? Okay. Well then it has to be my hormone levels. It has to be like, it didn't, there was no other answer to that, but yeah. I think a a lot of times we, we also find once we get a little bit into the program and women start to discover that they have preferences and maybe that the things that they didn't like, uh, they have been tolerating for a long time because they have been taught that, you know, not to say no, uh, to just go with the flow. And that feeling of, oh, okay, I'll guess I'll do the hug and the kiss is so normalized. They don't even know that they could have any other experience. And I feel like sometimes men have a really hard time. I don't even want to say believing her, but they, yeah, you're nodding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I think it's hard. So I think if someone is coming into the program, they've obviously been together first for a length of time. And so they've had all of these experiences most likely with their wife going along with a lot of the stuff, be it even a simple hug or a touch or a comment. So to all of a sudden hear otherwise, it can add that element of, well, can I believe anything now? So yeah, it's hard to, first of all, to believe that they don't like it. For one, you see it out everywhere that women are supposed to like it because they're told And then women believe they're supposed to like it. So we're all just believing we should like it. Yeah. But then, then the flip, once they learn, oh, I can actually say what I do like and don't like, 
Um, I think it's hard to believe. And I feel for husbands, um, there's that learning of she's not lying now, right? So that believing is also tied to she is telling the truth. As weird as it must feel to them to hear these things for the first time, maybe some some women in the program are in their 60s and 70s. So, you know, this could be 40 to 50 years of of the husband believing one thing and then being told otherwise. So it can feel like she must be lying. Mm-hmm. Well, then yeah. did she lie to me the whole time before? She didn't lie. Yeah. She didn't know she could tell the truth. And that wasn't even a conscious thing at all. She actually thought she has to go along with it. We don't, we do not know otherwise. And if you've never had the experience yourself of tolerating a touch, if all touch that you've ever given or received has felt really good and wonderful and, and you want more and it's just great. Like, yeah, I do that for hours. It feels so good. It is incredibly hard to imagine that somebody is simply tolerating it because, because why, because, you know, it, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in one of the calls we had recently, we had a gentleman who, who did pause a second and think, oh my gosh, like, I'm just imagining me coming home after work and me going to work every morning and me coming home every evening and her tolerating or having to tolerate this obligatory experience and how awful that would feel. And it was so fascinating to witness this complete awareness that was happening, this reality mm-hmm. shift in his mind. And uh, yeah, as women, I mean, you and I, we're just speculating. We don't have that experience. Mm-hmm. We are observers of this. Um, we are students of the male experience. So I think that I remember that um, that gentleman. And I think that was where the magic starts to happen because he became empathetic and he took a moment to go into her world and try his, he tried his best to see what life could be like for his wife. And I think that's where um, we really see the husbands start to make a change or some growth. And we're like, oh, there it is. It gets really exciting. Um, But I think, yeah, as soon as, I mean, women, we live in our husband's heads all the time. We talk about this all the time. And our husbands don't, they just, they just don't. And if they, when they do take a moment to try to understand, um, they have that capability and it's really incredible to watch that. Um, I remember us talking about this in the call and also watching the men when you were saying before about, you know, doing something like always getting something out of it and it feels so good and everything. And the husbands could really, really relate to that because that is their experience. You know, they go into a sexual experience and for the most part, it is very enjoyable. Yeah. From start start to finish, it is Mm -hmm. enjoyable. I mean, there may be moments where they can tell she's not fully into it, 
and mm-hmm. that may sort of dampen the mood or something like that, but they're they're continuing on and you wouldn't continue on an experience unless you were deriving some pleasure from it. You also wouldn't crave something or want something or desire something if you had enough experiences. So if if a man had grown up with a ton of sexual experiences that made him feel used or he felt were obligation, you know, the list of things that women say that they have felt maybe not just with their husband, but with a boyfriend or, you know, growing up, if we could go back in time and let's just say all the husbands we have in whim and give them the same experience that their wife has had. Oh, right. I just saw your eyes roll. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't even be having the conversations Mm -hmm. and that's that empathy part. So if they could truly understand what their wife is feeling, um, yeah, we wouldn't be having this conversation, I don't think. <laughs> we wouldn't have a program and we wouldn't have a podcast. So That's right. So that seems to be one of the first turning points that we see men having to go through. Because you really do have to step away from This is my wife's problem. My wife is broken. And you also have to step away from this is all about me and her attraction to me and her wanting of me. And you have to get into that empathy and compassion piece, which is, oh my gosh, this must have been horrible for her. We had, or we have had many men apologize to the wise once they get to this stage, once their eyes are open, not only to the things that they have done unintentionally, of course it's unintentional, but also to the impact that culture has had on her to tolerate a touch and not say anything because you have been conditioned your whole life to be quiet and put man's needs above your own, no matter what. Yeah, it, it it's 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 really incredible. Um, I mean, ultimately, women have been taught to give, and men have been taught to take, and that can be a hard reality to face. We had one person say, um, "Well, maybe I'm I'm zooming ahead of here a little bit." Um, <laughs> Maybe we're moving on to the next stage of growth, which is... That was a quick one. Yeah, that that was a quick one. Um, So yeah, (laughs) compassion, empathy. And then the next stage we see is the ability to hear no from her and to respond to that no with kindness, understanding instead of defensiveness. And we had one, um, one guy say... I'm realizing, I'm paraphrasing here, of course, and we're not sharing names. Um, and and this this is a, a phrase I've heard many men say, you know, along this journey, my my husband included. I'm realizing how much courage it takes for my wife to say no. So that's the empathy piece. And this is the next stage is, and I'm also realizing how much courage it's taking me to hear her no and respond to her no because that can bring up so much uh, rejection and fear and yeah the defensiveness yeah what what, what was your, that no respect, respect that no 
Yeah. And trusting. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like, I mean, I love taking, um, sometimes my, my daughter's still only four, but thinking like, if your daughter was telling you that, you know, she told her partner, no. So it's a no, like if you, if you picture any situation with your daughter, I feel like it's very, very easy to see, um, the right way I could say without saying, um, probably the proper words there, but yeah, a no, the no actually has nothing actually to do with the man at all. Mm-mm. The no is about her. That's just her finally being able, and it sound, and I think it stands out even more because as women, we don't ever do that, right? And so the man, even outside of their wife, maybe in a work environment, they rarely hear the woman say no. How many times has a man seen another man hit on a woman? And you don't hear a no, you just see her <laughs> smile or pull away, you know, or if she does say no, we know what's said about her and the reactions towards her. So um, I think it's like maybe hurts the husband to hear this, the woman, their wife say no. But I think it's also this like shock, like if they had grown up always hearing women and girls be able to say no. They'd be like, oh, I've heard this a million times. But for some of these husbands, it I think it's almost their first time. So that's um that's a lot. That is a whole new perspective that quite honestly, I hadn't I hadn't looked at it through that lens before. Mm. I mean, of course, um, of course that's our experience because yeah, on our end, we're conditioned not to do that. It's Without sharing too much, because I want to respect my daughter's privacy. Um, yeah, both of my daughters are exploring relationships right now. And it's been fascinating to help them walk through this as teenagers and watching their um, special someones react to it and to see them struggle with that and to see them learn together and I mean, hallelujah that it's happening when they're teens. I mean, it's so great. And there's also for me a bit of sadness, like really still like the same thing is happening. Um, we we still have women and girls having to speak louder and stronger and and also being asked, why? Like, why don't you like that thing? Isn't that interesting that all, that even a teenage boy already thinks that? Oh yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, like is it? This is an expectation. These these things are expectations of relationships, and everyone does it, and that's all we see. And so let, let's get let's get going on this on this thing that's that's normal normal people do this and i i think mm-hmm. that's what married folks deal with as well normal sexual experiences look like xyz and anything else including a woman saying no is abnormal and and maybe even says something about their relationship that it's not passionate enough or connected enough or or something like that mm-hmm. when in fact it's just plain, boring facts. We all have preferences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As do they. Yeah. And the beauty of the preferences, because yes, they're, so you can hear preferences and think 
well, that's going to make the experience worse, not as exciting, not as fun. Um, I would say for men coming into WIM and going through this process, because at, at this point in the process, the men were not at the sex part. I put that in quotes. Um, so when you hear she's going to have preferences that can induce fear because you're like, oh goodness. But what can also happen is with the ability to actually think what you might like and what you don't like, you may have a preference that you have not even thought of yet. <laughs> you know, you can have a list of things that you that are that you could go could go on your preference list. But if you've never been able to you never been able to say no and you've never really been able to say yes with what you actually want. You don't even know what your preferences are yet. Mm -hmm. So a preference list can actually enhance your sex life, could make it more exciting. She might have something she wants to do that you've never even thought about. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, but it's funny that we will hear because when you first said it, I could feel that fear that men would have like, oh God. I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose even more than what I've had to start with. Yeah. Cause we came here with my problem or with our problem of I'm not getting X, Y, Z, or we're not having it enough, or she doesn't want to do it. And so now we're going to add a preference list. It's hard to even imagine that that could be something better than what you actually have. And so that makes sense that that would be. Um, yeah. It's like, it's like uh, we have a bag of pebbles and a bag of jewels. And before they get the bag of jewels now, of course, <laughs> this could be totally misunderstood right now. <laughs> um, maybe I'll explain what the jewels are. Um, we're saying, or she's saying, give me some of your pebbles, but you don't know what you're getting in return. You're just, you're just losing things in your mind. Mm -hmm. But the jewels I would say are experiences that have your wife that in which your wife is fully in her pleasure, which what we've heard from men again and again is like, it's night and day. It's night and day to have an experience where she's feeling that, that sort of, okay, I'll tolerate this. I'll go along with it. Even some pity or guilt associated with it versus the, I want this. And we are ha having some husbands at this stage, you know, four weeks in, they are starting to, to share a few examples where that like um, the, the, the sparkliness of it, like, I don't know else to describe it. It's, mm -hmm. it's sort of sparkly to have, and maybe it's not as intense as they would want or, or thought they would like, but the the feeling and the intention, intention it, the, yeah, the exchange of energy is really next level. Yeah. It's making me think about the man who was talking about sitting on the beach with his wife and having a kiss and him saying, even if this is all, if I'm remembering correctly, because we spoke to a lot of men yesterday. <laughs> and so there's stories in my brain can sometimes get mixed up. Um, but something along the lines of if, if this is all we get out of this program, the investment has been worth it because the feelings that he felt in that kiss mm -hmm. is just, it's what men want. You're here with me. You're choosing me um, to be present and the intention of wanting to spend that time. You matter to me. Like in that moment, 
the man felt like he mattered. He was important. Mm -hmm. She's choosing me. And that connection, it sounds like from, from him sharing, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. And that wasn't, that wasn't some crazy sex in bed, but I bet you coming in, he thought that is what I, you know, to get that feeling, this is what I think I need. Exactly. Because this is what I've been, I've been told and all I know because I've never had this, maybe in the beginning of a relationship, you may have got that feeling. Um, yeah. And so to get that out of a kiss, and that's what it's like when the woman is choosing and wants to be there. Now that feels gave him pleasure, just, like actually yes. feels pleasure in her mouth and pleasure in her body and pleasure in her. I mean, we're speculating. We don't know her experience, but you know, right. you and I have had it. You <laughs> and I right. have yeah. had these experiences, these kisses mm-hmm. where we've initiated and we've wanted and the pleasure that we're experiencing. So it's not, I'm going to give this kiss to you as like a reward for being a good husband today or taking the kids to the swimming pool. It is a, I'm also experiencing pleasure in my body, which is, Mm -hmm. that's what it's supposed to be. But it, but sex and physical touch has become so transactional but that's what we think it's about. That's why I don't love the love languages because it can make these things transactional. You know, you give me quality time. I give you physical touch. And it, yeah. I'm sorry. It just doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't make the mark because yeah, men, men think come into the program really thinking it's having it more. We're going to have it more, which is, is quantity. And, and really what it, it's about, and I, and I know what they want, but they don't even know it yet, is it's quality. It's wanting, mm-hmm. wanting it more, which, which very well may mean you have it less. Mm-hmm. And some are having it more because it's all relative to whatever <laughs> so, you were having before. So, yeah. I mean, a man could say we had sex once a month and now we're going to have it once a week. We're having it more. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. all relative. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause people do come in such, such a huge, huge range. Hey, mm-hmm. I mean, some are sort of tolerating three times a week because that's what they think is a, a good wife will do. And that's the expectation. And so let's hope it is over quick. And they feel um, it's necessary. We always hear uh, most of the time. So their husbands aren't angry all the time. Yeah, they're not around angry. the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a little grumpy. I, I mm-hmm. maybe I should. I know what to do to ease that grumpiness. Yeah, which and, then you're not going into it for any pleasure. Mm-mm. And the no. man's not really getting pleasure. He's just getting a release. Yeah, but if that's all he's ever received, you know, that's why I think it's hard for them to understand mm-hmm. the whole thing of wanting. Um. Our culture is obsessed with frequency around sex. When I run anonymous surveys, even for women, I just want to increase my frequency. I I want to be having it more, which ultimately doesn't work. We know that. Well, because too, if you think, so in saying, I want to have it more, I want to increase my frequency. I think they want to increase their frequency because they assume if they're increasing their frequency, they're wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, I'm. 
because that's, that's not what we see necessarily because like again we have women who have you know haven't had sex in years but we also have women who have sex like way more than mm-hmm. i do so frequency mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily equate wanting and that is hard for men to understand bringing it back mm-hmm. to to the other side of it and how they are they're perceiving the experience yeah. So we've talked about, so the stages of growth we see men go through are one, that compassion piece, being able to have empathy, and then the ability to hear her know and respond with like understanding and immediate action. So there isn't any joking that sometimes happen when men feel defensive or there isn't any resistance. It's just, it's an immediate, okay. I hear you, you know, thanks for letting me know. Maybe that's the next stage is almost a gratitude and an encouragement of women saying no. What do you Mm -hmm. think? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I remember a man saying, even taking it one step further and asking her to share like, but honestly, and so you said this just recently, Jana, like, you can't make a comment to your wife and not believe it. Like us as women, we know when it's true and when it's not true, right? We can't, we've been hiding our truth for a really long time, but we can tell maybe that's why we can, because we've been hiding, not hiding, but not able to tell our truth. But anyway, so we're, our radars are pretty strong on that. Um, so yeah, asking, being honest and curious as to what your wife needs in every moment and asking, is there something you, you know, do you like that? Do you not like that? I kind of get a feeling that's okay though. I just, I want you to feel comfortable. Yeah. Inviting it. So it's a stage between, okay, I can do this. I can have courage, which is is an incredible stage to get to incredible. I don't want to negate that at all. And then to move on to the stage where you are I know that when my wife tells me her honest truth, even though it may hurt a little, it we do way better as a couple. We have way better experiences together. And mm-hmm. not only that, it's not that now I'm going to have a better experience. Is that I genuinely never want my wife to be in the situation where she feels uncomfortable or unsafe around me. It mm-hmm. becomes intolerable to him that this would be her experience. That's like next level. Yep. And it and it's a tricky one to get to. It it's a tricky one. And and I, you know, I oh, can I say we're there? I I I can say my husband's there. I can say that my husband genuinely knows and has seen through evidence years of experience mm-hmm. that this is the only way to go. Yeah, it does take practice, mm-hmm. which makes sense. <laughs> so a lot of this, a lot of this learning um, in theory can make sense. And you can hear it and be like, oh yeah, this feels real. This feels right. Um, and action has to be taken on both sides. So she has to gain up the courage to be able to say, and he has to gain up the courage to respond. And, you know, like you were saying, you kind of alluded to before, like you can have the feelings, 
you know, it may make him feel, Oh, I don't like that. Or whatever. Like you can't not have your feelings are your feelings, but how you react to it mm-hmm. um, is then your choice. So you have a choice. You can be like, Oh, again, you know, like you can do that, but we know what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. So, and the woman has to feel, so I feel just thinking about um, the different journeys for men and a man right now in the process, let's say four weeks in, if you're feeling like you're struggling and you, it's just not coming together or you're confused looking at, so if your wife isn't able to communicate with you to communicate you need two sides. So is she feeling safe? Is she feeling comfortable to bring this to you? So we know it takes a lot of courage for women to speak their truth. If she's not able to speak her truth, is there a reason? Well, there has to be a reason. So what could the reason be? What are the multiple different reasons this could be? And is there anything as her partner that I can do to help her feel more comfortable? So if she's not coming to me, let me not just wait for her. Let me not just go, well, it's in her court. I'm just going to sit here and have a think. What can I do? Not force her. That's not what I'm saying. But what do I need to do? What do I need to think about how I am as the responder or the reactor or the, the other person? Am I giving her an opportunity, a safe opportunity to speak her truth to me? Am I giving her signs that I'm here for her, whatever she's going to tell me that I'm on board. We're a team, all of those things that we go through in WIM. Yeah. And Um, yeah, that's why we do in WIM. We actually offer men questions to ask their wives to stimulate that conversation. And, you know, we, I think we were asked, or I'm often asked, what are some things I can say to my wife? And they usually have to do with anything that will decrease pressure and increase acceptance. So, um, you know, I'd really love to hear what your experience is. And on my end, I promise to stay cool and calm and not get defensive. I'm really genuinely interested to hear about your experience. Um, Reassurance that there aren't going to be repercussions. That's often a a big reason why women don't open up is because they're scared. What's going to happen on the other end? A lot of times men will withdraw emotionally in reaction to what she she shares. So, I mean, there's no denying that this takes an incredible amount of emotional maturity Mm -hmm. on both ends. And and sometimes, you know, one or more partner is just not not there yet. And and that that is sort of the lifetime learning process that this this is, it's not a quick fix, but for goodness sakes, it does address the root of the problem. I was just thinking that um, from watching men's journeys now, because we do have that opportunity and it's amazing, is that I feel that majority of the men have that same feeling when they're told, um, you know, I don't like it when you do this or whatever the thing is that the woman's saying. Um, so I feel like the men that we hear that come around to go, Oh, I get it. Okay. Give her, you know, like it's okay for her to share this with me. And you see the progress starting to happen. I feel like it still starts at that same point for the men who maybe aren't getting that progress yet. That feeling of like, what, 
what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you don't like when I do that? I've always done that. You've always liked it. All those kind of feelings, maybe not that aggressive, but you know, like that, that hurt feeling or the, the, I remember my husband kind of feeling a bit deceived of like, that's not who I thought I married. What do you mean? You don't like all what? Like, are you even who I thought you were? Right. So I feel like that's a very typical thing. And I think it makes sense. So to say like, you shouldn't feel that feeling is not, not true. Um, and I feel like the men who do start to feel the empathy and put themselves in the woman's shoes, they, I feel like they all started with a little bit of that feeling. So that feeling is okay. And you can still have progress, but you have to hear it. You can feel it and then choose how you're going to react and then take that time to process. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that emotional um, maturity to be able to process that and not just be reactive. Yeah. Um, You can't stop all reactions though. I mean, the, the process definitely for me had its ups and downs and, you know, scary moments and the, the standing there and the tears and, you know, but I feel like all of those were those big moments. Like, you said this recently in a call to a woman, you're going to remember this moment. Like, I know it's upsetting to you right now. I hear it. I can see it. This is upsetting, but this is a moment you will, you will never forget this moment. Mm -hmm. And so that is true. When I say those ups and downs in my journey, those downs, those hard moments with my husband, I can remember, but I would never want to not have them because from there, that connection and that growth and the change in our relationship happened every time. Mm-hmm. So it's and I'm, scary. And I'm guessing but... those like hard moments, that's when you asserted a boundary. That's when you stayed true to yourself. That's when you like went home. Is that correct in your experience? Yeah. You're nodding your head. That's yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I, that's what I remember. It's every time I stood up for myself. Yeah. Almost like, you know, it, actually, I was just thinking about like advocating for your child. Yes. You know, and so that is almost, it's like almost an outer body. Those moments almost feel like an outer body experience. They do. Where like this, this, this really strong Melissa was able to advocate for the Melissa who is like, just stay quiet. It's not that bad. Yeah. Um, Don't rock don't, the boat. Don't hurt his feelings. His feelings. Okay. Let's figure out what we're going to say so that, oh, like that walking on eggshells. Um, but yeah, so just having strong Melissa be able to step in and advocate for myself. Those were those moments that knowing. Yeah. And I'm guessing for men on the other side, their moments, I don't know if it's a similar experience or not, but just, um, guessing would be those moments where the light bulb turned on for them. Like, Oh, that's been her experience or, oh, I get it now. You know, that first interaction in in which she's fully in her pleasure, they're not going to forget those moments either. Those will be turning points for them too. So um, yeah, it's, Mm -hmm. do you think there's another stage sort of, I guess the, the stage that we're in right now, I feel like my husband has gotten to a place where he's in awe of my sexuality he he just sort of he delights in it he he like it really went from jana's broken there's something wrong with her she's a prude she won't do anything um you know our sex is very basic and boring and infrequent 
a, yeah, I get an orgasm, but there isn't much happening. He would have definitely been the one who's like, I would like to try a lot more things and spice things up and you know, do all, all of the things. And then now where he sort of marvels in who I am as a sexual being. And I haven't changed anything about myself. I'm the same Jenna as when, as now the, I mean, the biggest difference is now I'm an empowered Jenna. I'm a Jenna that has safety in my experiences. I'm someone who can ebb and flow. I can, you know, we had an experience this morning and I was able to just move hands away, you know, with, and there was no repercussions, no defensiveness, but because I was able to move hands away, I was also able to explore and be curious and, and do things that, um, yeah, actually, to be honest, I'd never done before now, you know, I mean, we've, we're, we're like seven years into this process and, you know, we have experiences almost weekly. How is it possible that I just did something new today? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I, maybe I'm even getting to the place now where I'm marveling at, at me as a sexual being, you're nodding your head and smiling. Like, does any of this resonate with you? Yeah, I definitely feel more empowered. It's funny. Cause I felt empowered before in the beginning of my relationships or because that's my experience at the beginning of relationships I feel like I have desire and then mine drops that empowered empowerment that I had but for me it was tied into performance and what I thought I needed to do Um, and I always felt empowered by it because I could do it and so there was that kind of empowerment and now this one is different because this one is me yeah, I think I maze myself too. Like I definitely am more exploratory um, and not in the way I would have been before, but still as shocking. So just two weeks ago, my husband after was like, I would have never thought like, and for him to say that based on some experiences we've had before, I hope my mom is never listening to this. Um, and uh, Yeah, but it just, it's, I now feel like I can actually let my mind wander and dream and kind of think about new things I may want to try. Mm -hmm. And for him, it's like, he knows when I do, it's not every time. um, But when it does happen, I think he marvels in like, oh my gosh, like, look at her. He knows it's for me. Like that's, there's that no is... performance. There's no, nope. there's no um, giving. I'm going to give this as a gift or or anything. It's it's you. It's it's authentic you, and yeah. So maybe I don't know. Maybe there's more stages. We just haven't gotten there. I haven't witnessed it yet. But I think, I think the sort of final stage is is a deep respect, and a deep, yeah, like a, like marveling or or being being quite inspired and. And being honored to flow with that, being not just, okay, I'll, I'll respond to her her ebbs and flows in the moment, but really like this is, this is a role that I feel honored to have with my wife. Yeah. And I was thinking to build on that when you were saying maybe it builds further. And I know you have said this about your husband and I know I feel it about mine is that this broadened from our experience 
and how he sees me and we see each other to how my husband sees the world now. Yeah. So he sees women in the workplace. He sees women walking down the street differently. He said, like when he sees a woman walking down the street, he sees it differently. Now he can now see that she doesn't feel safe. Couldn't see any of that before. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like the greater, the where, how this continues to grow. And maybe this is like, I, I think this is past the eight weeks of whim. This is where like, you know, you're, you're planting all these seeds now. And then like, Two, I mean, we're two and a half years down the road. I know it's been happening for my husband for a while now. So maybe it was like a one and a half years later. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, like I've, I've learned this now. And I start to hear him coming home and telling me about different experiences. So, you know, trying to help women walking down the street feel safe and him doing going out of his way to help others feel safe. And so that's another element of the growth and the learning. Definitely. Like that's, um, you have to really, truly believe it. So that's when I know, that's when I knew my husband got, I mean, you hear women all the time. I just wish my husband would get it. I just want him to get it. I just want to download the information into his brain. Um, I, for me, that was part of the moments when I realized, ah, he's got it. It's when he goes onto the outside world and comes back and shares with me, um, his experiences. And so I think that is the next for me, I think the next level of the growth. So I don't know what's past that, <laughs> but hopefully we never stop growing, right? Oh, this yeah. should be a conversation we're continually having. Um, I, I think I, before we, if we are closing, cause I feel like we're coming up to the time. I think it's been really incredible um, watching men have a space where they can share and support each other. So I feel like I have a, can you hear that? Okay. Hopefully not. There's somebody cutting my grass by my window right now. Um, yeah, that's just been incredible. We didn't really know what that experience was going to be like. Would you be there coaching the men? Would we just silently be sitting there and there wouldn't be many deep conversations, but what you, what you do hear from the men. And I, and I guess I do want to say this to anybody who is listening, maybe, and they're not in whim yet is that you may think, Oh, that wouldn't be my husband. My husband's never going to talk about this stuff. There are men on these calls that are saying, I haven't talked to any about anybody about this. I have no space. You have, we have men who we're just sitting there with our jaws open, dropped over the things that they're saying. And you'll hear them say, I don't have any friends to talk to about this. You're like, what? How are you not having these conversations? You have incredible things to share. They don't have any space like this. This information is just like circle circulating in their minds. They they obviously didn't feel comfortable sharing with their wives yet. And you can only share so much with your wives. I think it has to be different men to men. It's just different. So um, having the space for the men to share has just been so heartwarming. Also giving, I think, both of us just so much hope of of like this is working. Okay, this is actually working. Almost to some extent, I want to say, I'll see that more in the men's than the women. Um, and I, I was kept trying to think, what is the difference? And I think the men didn't really come in. Well, they didn't come in thinking they were broken. So they, we, they weren't trying to like climb out of this well. The women are like climbing out of this well to get all the way up to the top and then take the steps. And the men are there ready to go. Um, and men, like they all agree, they're there to fix the problem. 
And so the women kind of want the problem fixed, but we're also terrified and we want the outcome, but it's scary, you know? So, but the men are like, all right, what do we got to do? Let's do this. I want to have these conversations. And so, then we say, don't do much. Don't like- do much. I know it's, it's counterintuitive and, but, on, but, but that's, that is what like the men do say without these calls, I wouldn't know that. Mm-mm. Like, I, I would just blindly be saying, like, I remember the one man was just like, if you wouldn't have said that, I would have just this up. Like, I would have said everything you just said, Jana, for me not to say, I would have said, like, you know, just that realization of we don't know what we're doing. And I think that was a beautiful moment for both you and I to realize that they don't know what they're doing. Mm-mm. So that is what's been really great about having this these calls is they don't, they do need the support, but they're there. They're supporting each other. And the um, the men that are are willing to do the work of one of the men said, it's as much about me as it is about her, mm-hmm. he said last night. And to have that understanding, um, that is exactly, you need that. Yep. You need, yeah. it, is, it is just about, it is just as much about you as it is about her. And I think once you realize that, then both sides can go, okay, that's when the team and everything, it starts to flow. Not hard, yeah. not easy, sorry, not easy. It's hard work, but yeah, yeah they, they so. become a team and it has been really neat to, to work or, or to listen. I mean, I wouldn't say we're working with them as much as we do with the women because they do need less support than the women do, but it has been so fascinating to watch them even how they're bonding with each other I I swear every single meeting it seems like they find another shirt slogan (laughs) I think one of them was don't effing do anything (laughs) one of them was (laughs) yeah and then in brackets again again yeah Yeah, they've they've called themselves the league of men and they have sort of it's it's been really heartwarming you know it's been tough it's been tough I I felt very challenged as a coach for sure uh, sometimes and I do feel like I'm stepping out of my comfort zone a bit uh, especially because I have had some challenging interactions with you know men in the past around the concepts I teach because they are so counterculture Um, But this group has been really respectful and supportive of one another, very engaged. They always have always someone to share something or to lend a lend a a hand. And so, yeah, I think. And very supportive of you. They have very very supportive of you and what you're teaching. And that's really beautiful to hear because most of these rounds when you don't, well, all of the rounds when you don't have men. You only hear the women sharing, you know, a lot of the problems maybe they're having and their struggles. And so to hear straight from a man say on video, thank you. And this is great. And, you know, I'm struggling and I don't know what I'm doing, but this sounds right and is so reassuring. Yeah, it's. Uh, Yeah, it's been great. It's been really great. Well, okay, so we'll wrap this up here. I hope this episode has been interesting and helpful. Just, I, I mean, it's been kind of interesting for me to go along that sort of stage of growth that we see men go around. Uh, if you want to listen to a few episodes from men themselves where they tell you their journey, 
you can go to episodes 47, 44, 41, and 35. Uh, episode 36, I share a presentation that I gave to a group of men. So if you want to hear a more succinct explanation of low desire, and maybe you want your husband to listen to something, that would be a good episode. And then episode 30, we had uh, Stephen Dan on from Good Guys to Great Men, and they they talked about their experiences uh, on their end, working um, directly and primarily with men. Well, thank you, Melissa, for coming on and Thanks for shopping this out with me. Um, I We're going to keep this. We're going to keep keep the men's support calls. I think it's been a, a huge success. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we had no idea what it was going to be like leading in. And um, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to see better, uh, better outcomes in general um, with having both team, you know, as much what, wherever people are in their stages of development, you know, um, it does take quite a bit of willingness and courage. So I think we'll see. But a better outcome is just growth. Growth. There, there is no, there's no end result. Mm-mm. So I bet when you say a better outcome, it could just be without the calls, you would have got to hear and mm-hmm. with the calls, my hand, you can't see, cause this is just audio, you know, but my hand is a little further now. So yeah. your outcome is wherever you are in the eight weeks. But as we know, it's a long, way longer journey than eight weeks, mm-hmm. but yeah. lifetime. Yeah. Lifetime. As long as there's little, little increments of growth and slowly that builds and builds and builds. Yeah. So yeah, it's been wonderful. Yeah. And if you're listening and you are a, you know, a current um, member of this round and you've been showing up to those calls, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your contributions. Thank you for your kindness and respect. Uh, and thank you for your willingness because, you know, it, it takes a lot um, to do this. So, and thank you, Melissa. It's fun to collaborate with you and it's it's just great not to, to do this alone. You're welcome. I love it. All <laughs> right. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, I have a favor to ask of you. It's really hard to get the word out about a podcast about sex. What would really, really help is if you would leave a rating and a review. And I know that you get asked this all the time in different podcasts, but please, I beg you, it would really, really help so that more women who need this message will hear it. All you have to do is go into your Apple podcast app. It's the purple icon. And if you go to the podcast page where it shows my face and has a little button that says latest episodes, if you scroll down past the episodes and you get to a section called ratings and reviews, there's a little purple writing thing that says write a review. If you click on that, it will ask you to give it a five stars. Actually, you can put any stars, but five is what I would love. And put a title and then write your review. Thank you so much for supporting this little venture here. And I really am so grateful. If you are curious about wanting it more and how this program could help you want and enjoy sex more with your husband, and you feel like it may be a great next step for you, you can go to janadentonhouse.com slash wanting it more to sign up for the waitlist, to learn more, 
to see when we're running our next round. All right, that's it. I'll see you next one.